Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 60. So if you're born and you're, you, and you're pre- breastfed and you're, and you're mm-hmm. held by your mom, oxytocin, and how long does a mother hold her baby? Hours and hours and hours and hours, you know? So you're just getting used to all these levels of oxytocin. And then you grow <laughs> up and now that's not there yeah. anymore. So then Kizomba comes along. After all these years, maybe a decade or two yeah. or three, exactly. and now you're feeling yeah. these same feelings again yeah, that you I love felt comparison. potentially like, yeah. when you were a newborn. It's exactly you know? like that because we learn to get disconnected. And I think we live in a world where we have to learn to connect more uh, on all levels, like in our relationships, uh, sexually, uh, in our everyday life, in our uh, ways of thinking. Um, so for sure, and I think that if... If you get into the Kisomba, you get this enormous doses of it. So uh, that's where you get uh, trapped in this world or like that's what why you just want more and more. And that's also, I think it's a little bit hard to explain sometimes to people. J'ai trop qui m'est cliqué, mes claques Contre des cloques et des flaques Un sac à dos pour oublier Qu'avant c'est toi qui me pesais Ce qui m'emmène, ce qui m'entraîne C'est ma peine, ma peine, plus que la haine Oh ma route, ma plaine Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast The podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide Whose hearts have been touched by music and dance The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode this week. And this week we are going to be talking about Kizomba addiction versus Kizomba nourishment. And this topic was kind of brought up by a good friend of mine that I met when I was teaching out at the Sweden Kizoma Festival. Um, I've seen her, I guess, three times because I've been there to that festival three years uh, in a row now. And her name is Anna Anderson. I let her go ahead and say a few words about herself and her Kizoma journey. Hey there. Great to be here, Charles. <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, I'm Anna. I am Swedish, um, but I live in Amsterdam since eight months. Um, been dancing Kisomba for nearly five years now. And yeah, many people might have read my blog, anatherfringe.com, um, where I bring up both like the dark sides and the bright sides of the Kisomba scene. And a lot of other things. <laughs> and I think it's important to talk about these things. Um, which is why you're here on the podcast, because definitely over the years, sometimes people will ask me questions like, hey, Charles, maybe it's I'm not feeling so motivated in my dancing anymore. Hey, Charles, what's going on with the culture of this dance? Is this appropriate? Is it not appropriate? And I feel like sometimes people coming into the dance uh, and they're kind of just exploring on their own. Sometimes they don't have somebody there to kind of let them know of everything that should be okay or shouldn't be okay or like what are some of the obstacles that you face or some of the things that you go through and things like that, you know? And so I think it's nice to talk about these things 
Um, because so many people send me messages afterwards and say, hey, I'm really glad you talked about this topic because it helped me got, get through X, Y, Z, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I also get that response from my blog post sometimes. And it is for sure a special world to enter. Like as, as much as it is like fantastic and wonderful, it also um, it puts you in a new context with new rules, with new... Um, people, new expressions, and and as we know, <laughs> it can get a little bit addictive, this like uh, obsession to dance all the time, and what does that do to us and what happens with us? Um, yeah, with that. So like trying to keep that balance. Um, yeah, I think it's important because it's not only, it, it is joy, but <laughs> it has um, other sides as well that I think it's important to talk about and see how we can help each other and how we can uh, how we can tackle that and how we can get through uh, obstacles uh, whatever they can be um, in this world for sure and so in your blog we talk about is it is it a, an addiction or is it something that we're really lacking that we are seeking out this nourishment uh, when we're addicted to Kizombo when we're going out to these parties and spending hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars to to go to these events and things like that you know exactly and is it is it an addiction if we prioritize kizomba among everything else you know and so sometimes i sit back and i'm like why why do we have this drive why do we have this this addiction are we seeking nourishment from something that we've been lacking in our lives or is it just kind of like this ego-centered addiction that is not healthy, you know? So mm. the way we kind of broke down our notes here is like we kind of talked about like the the good things of it and then the bad things of it and then we'll like talk about the conclusion towards the end. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, we all know that, oh, well, if you have um, dance kisomo or any other social dance for that, for that matter too, like uh, we know... Uh, the positive things like how it makes us feel finding that connection moving to your favorite music just like letting yourself go expressing yourself and it has so many benefits like it's healthy you don't drink necessarily it's quite sober it's you move like it's exercise uh, and all the people in the scene suddenly you get this like international network with people um, new friends um, and and I guess uh, some kind uh, like a belonging. Yeah, definitely. Because we are definitely like social creatures, you know. Um, but I think the mm. thing that you mentioned before is like the the physical aspect of it. Because we can get into the mental. Let's talk about the mental in a bit. But like from a physical standpoint, uh, in today's yeah. culture. One thing that stands out with Kizoma is definitely the touch, the the physical touch. And typically in today's society to like interact with another human being, more often than not, there's very little touch. And if there is a touch, maybe it's a handshake. And how long does a handshake last? It lasts about a second or two, you know? Um, And then take that and compare it to the amount of touch that you would have at a Kizoma party where potentially you could go to a social and meet 
another lead or another follow and you could dance 30 exactly. minutes for the first song and close embrace with somebody and, that, and you I don't even know their that name. Is what creates this like urge to get more because it, it's exactly what you say we live in a society where we don't necessarily get a lot of human uh, like touch like how 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 many times a day do you get like hugs or do you get someone like stroking your skin or like just being close or yeah i feel like another body yeah if you have a partner if you're in a relationship maybe you have that daily or actually even if you have a partner maybe you don't get it daily anyway so we're not used to that and so now when you suddenly can spend a whole evening or a whole weekend being close to other people feel that touch because we all know that creates um, oxytocin the cuddle hormone uh, that makes us like warm fuzzy and it also creates bonding to people so we actually, what it does to us when we hug people for a long time, when we're close to people, when we get touched, we actually get, we create this bond to them. So we get closer to each other um, and we feel calm. Uh, we all know that feeling when you're on your way home from a night out and you feel just, you can't stop smiling. You just sit there with your headphones, maybe on the subway on your way home and just like, wow, you feel like you're on another planet because... You feel high. It's like I, I describe Kisama sometimes like uh, taking drugs uh, or like <laughs> the feeling of like drugs, but not drugs. Yeah. And um, one thing as well, um, I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday and the podcast was talking about um, how the brain works and the things that the types of feelings that create like dopamine and he talked about oxytocin and he was mm -hmm. comparing the the energy of compassion into how that can release uh, oxytocin to raise your vibration. But one interesting fact that he shared in that particular podcast is that oxytocin. Is, OK, we, we, we put it in a kind of romantic sense of like the cuddle hormone. But mm. if we take it at its most natural form, where it's most common, it's through breastfeeding with mm. a mother and her child, you know. And if you take a look at it, like you're born, you don't know anything about the world. You don't know race. You don't know gender. You don't know the sun. You don't know the moon. You don't know you're on Earth. You don't know anything. All you know is that you feel safe with your mother and while you're breastfeeding, both of you are getting exposed to oxytocin. So I feel like even before you can even see, you already are feeling these, these uh, benefits of oxytocin from a mother's standpoint and also from the child's standpoint. And I feel like that's probably the most natural thing that a human can experience is what they experience <laughs> as a newborn before they even exactly. know what the world is. Spot on. Like how, how, how much more natural can you get than that? You know, we get these oxytocin things, you know, from my mother while we're breastfeeding. Again, I, I get all mothers don't breastfeed, but um, it's definitely something that we've done uh, for centuries and centuries and centuries. Uh, for a mother to, to feed her child through breastfeeding, you know, it's a very natural thing. Um, and then we grow up 
and we learn all these rules and we're kind of like taken away from that touch and from that oxytocin because now we have to talk about personalities and personal space and even your mother or father might not be a physical touch person so maybe they don't give you these hugs and things like that that you need you know so sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't happen uh, sometimes it doesn't come from your friends. Sometimes it doesn't come from your family. Sometimes it doesn't come from your romantic partner. You know, so if you're born and you're you, and you're pre- breastfed and you're and you're mm-hmm. held by your mom, oxytocin. And how long does a mother hold her baby? Hours and hours and hours and hours. You know, so you're just getting used to all these levels of oxytocin, and then you grow <laughs> up, and now that's not there yeah. anymore. So then Kizomba comes along. After all these years, maybe a decade or two yeah. or three, exactly. and now you're feeling yeah. these same feelings again yeah, that you I love felt comparison. potentially like, yeah. when you were a newborn. It's exactly you know? like that because we learn to get disconnected. And I think we live in a world where we have to learn to connect more uh, on all levels, like in our relationships, uh, sexually, uh, in our everyday life, in our uh, ways of thinking. Um, so for sure, and I think that if if you get into the Kisomba, you get this enormous doses of it. So uh, that's where you get uh, trapped in this world or like that's what why you just want more and more. And that's also, I think it's a little bit hard to explain sometimes to people why why do you have to go dance like five days a week? Like, is it really necessary, <laughs> that thing? Why do we always have to carry around our dance shoes just in case? Because... Uh, we know the reward is is something like, uh, yeah, it's so big that you can't get it from anywhere else. And of course, it's not always like those nice dances. Sometimes you also have dances where you don't feel connected and you might not be so close to your partner. But when you have that connection, that's when that's when the magic happens. That's where you feel like you're just like fueling uh, uh, and, and it makes you, you calm and, and closer to each other. But I think this is also this bonding um, mechanism that's happening. I think that's also interesting to bring up because it is beautiful and it, it's nice and everything, but it's also a little bit dangerous in this world. Uh, I, I don't know, but I met someone who told me that How uh, much of it is enough? she said it's so important to cut uh, like the band, like it creates, it's like a yeah like what you say like a rubber band that it's created between you when you're dancing so after each dance she she made sure she cut it like uh imagine herself cutting it just to not get too um uh too involved with the person or too like uh, emotional connected to the person because i also wrote a blog article of being a sensitive person at kisoma scene because sometimes these feelings uh you get from a long great dance you you cannot really separate them you don't you can't identify them okay what is this is this is this even love i'm feeling or is this like you get like obsessed with a person but you're actually obsessed with a dance but yeah you don't really know what you're obsessed with and then it, it can create um, jealousy or um also expectations on the next dance for example my best uh, yeah my best dance ever was nearly three hours and uh uh, that was probably one of my like 
peak experiences in life that I'll never forget. We were just sweating, we were laughing, had fun. And this was the first time we saw each other. We didn't know each other. We didn't have any expectations. We ended up dancing three hours. Um, it was absolutely crazy. But what happens next time? You, you come with your expectations. You come with your memories of that wonderful feeling and, and the feeling you had afterwards. And it's so hard to repeat. And we all know that. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, um, and then if you're a sensitive person, you might start like thinking or feeling things instead of just like letting things go and, and take it as it is and and have a great connection with someone and, and let it go. And also, um, yeah, and don't try to repeat things. Uh, it's like... Um, yeah, the magic is there. The magic is in the presence. So we have to Not try and keep for it the there. Future, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's so for yeah. those people who are sensitive, I, I feel maybe it might be a good idea to be self-aware and, and know how the body works and know the chemicals that are in your brain and all that kind of stuff. And what you could be feeling just be, could be a chemical reaction of oxytocin, you know, and OK, if Kizoma is one of the few ways you can get oxytocin in your life then that makes sense, you know, and how it's it's a natural thing that we feel from with our parents when we we're first born, then it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I feel like if we don't know about oxytocin and we're not mm. sure about what this is and mm. we feel these feelings and we don't know where it's coming from, then we can attribute it to like, oh, well, is this my soulmate or is this person <laughs> in my life for a reason and all that kind of stuff, you know, but I feel like when you take a step back and just take a look at human biology and like what's been going on, then you can like the, the soulmate thing is like a little bit further from the, from the deduction of what this, these feelings could be, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It helps you to, to see a little bit uh, clearer. So yeah, <laughs> I think for sure it's good to keep that in mind. Um, yeah. And not get too involved in anything. Yeah. And yeah. in this oxytocin, uh, I feel mm -hmm. like it's a good thing to talk about as well. This this quality quality time and and quiet yes. space because you mentioned that as, as well in in the notes. And a mm -hmm. few years ago, I did do a survey uh, in the Kizoma world, and I had like maybe two to three hundred people take the survey to see what their love languages were. And if you don't know what the love languages are, I did a podcast on the five love languages and Kizomba. I'll link that in the show notes so you guys can take that out. I did that with Emily, um, but. Uh, the top two love languages were physical touch, which we just talked about, and then also quality time. And yeah. so not only are we talk about connection, we too can talk mm -hmm. about connection on a physical sense, like just being able to touch one another in a, in a platonic way that doesn't have to be sexual in a, in a therapeutic way. You know, um, I've done yeah, several absolutely. podcasts on touch. I talk one about male's perception of touch in society. I'll also link that in the show notes as well. Um, but then also connection as being present with somebody else, because now we're in a day where like we're texting and we're multitasking and there's social media and like our attention span is just so like like a goldfish. Like we're just yeah. not used to like being in the present moment. And it's very interesting because meditation is becoming more and more of a popular thing just to kind of like quiet our minds down. And now if we can do kind of like a shared meditation with another person, now we're taking that connection on a physical sense and then also kind of on a mental sense because now we're being present one-on-one -on -one with one person, no cell phones, and it's just the music and that person and then like the rest of the world kind of 
disappears sometimes, you know, and which is also rare. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Have you been looking to level up your Kizomba, but you don't have the local instructors to take you there? Are you looking for something concrete to practice with your Kizomba partner? Or are you looking for Kizomba lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home? If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. LearnToKids.com is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at LearnToKids.com slash podcast. After the 30 days free, it's only a low $15 per month. But again, the special offer for the Dance Your Heart On Fire listeners, 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. You won't find this offer anywhere else. Learntokids.com slash podcast. And now back to our show. Yeah, exactly. And this is something I um, that, that get clearer and clearer for me over the years. Um, and this is uh, what I'm writing about in my article, like the Guepa article. Um this exactly what you say like i call it a quiet space of attention because it's so rare nowadays that people actually see you and stop and only like focus on you when spending time together because like you say we're at a restaurant we have phones on the table immediately it's like instagramming it's snapchatting Uh, even if we go to the doctor uh, I feel sometimes we feel like stressed because we feel that we're not listened to. Uh, we we commute to work with with headphones in our own world. We don't really see other people. But when dancing with someone, you it's the two of you, and you give each other your um, your time and your energy and your presence because there's nothing else in between, um, and that is so. I think that is a unique feeling today. Like we are seen, that we feel like 100% seen and 100% like uh, listened to it. If you, yeah, not listened to in that sense, but you know, yeah, being present with someone and just letting your body talk and like, um, yeah, moving to the music and uh, and like you say, like create that bubble, like go to other planets together. Um, this is something we um, we missed in our society today. Uh, and yeah, and these are like natural, like natural needs. You know, this is not like I think it's, it's not something frivolous. You know, like I feel like oxytocin is something that it is healthy to human function at a base level of like society. You know, so mm. looking at yeah, it, exactly. So now, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to say something else. Um, no, I was just thinking like this. This you can also. Uh, connect to the way uh, we lead and stuff because I uh, I usually point out to guys like I think it's important that you hold like how you hold your partner because I, I saw some other poll I don't think I don't know if it was you who initiated it, like but what is the best like with Kisomba what is the nicest thing with it and many girls wrote like to feel held like to be held in a way and and I really feel the same you want to feel like safe in someone's arms uh, I don't know where this is coming from. Like me, I see myself like an independent, independent, strong woman and all that. But you know, just the feeling of feeling, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, my mind went back to a, a newborn being breastfed. So in exactly. addition to getting nourishment, you're also 
uh, being held by your mom. And like, yes. imagine how a mother is going to hold her baby while she's breastfeeding her. She's going to like care for exactly. it and, and hold it to where it's safe and sound and everything like that, you know? Yeah. And like leads who, who hold you like that, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like strong, but like, yeah, comfortable and like in a safe way. And they, they hold you like they are taking care of you. Uh, and not like only some sometimes you you barely feel something on your back You're like okay where where are your hands <laughs> like it, it's very important and also that you dare as a lead to take uh, to really uh, do that uh, and not be scared of like taking care of your partner in that way um, and expressing that so yeah it's it's very interesting so um, we have these these positive aspects of mm -hmm. the dance you know and we're tying it to very natural things in life, like breastfeeding a newborn. Like we're talking about a human being that has not been taught anything, hasn't opened their eyes yet or anything. They already are aware that oxytocin feels good in their system, you know? Yeah. So if we're lacking this in society and we're finding it in Kizomba, then at first glance, it's like, yes, check. This is a good thing. But... Mm -hmm. How much of it is how much of it is enough and how much of it is in excess? So it's yeah. not just getting the bare minimum that you need in your life, but then also like how do you how do you know when you've gotten enough? You know, like do you need I mean, how do you I don't even know how you quantify oxytocin, so that's where my <laughs> mind goes, you know? Like do you well, need three doses of oxytocin per week, five <laughs> doses, like I'm not sure. No, but yeah, yeah, and but then what okay. Do you to be honest, to, in order to get that oxytocin, you know, I, I think human beings would be, I mean, um, would benefit from a lot of oxytocin every day. But I think the excess has not. It has not so much to do with that, but other things. Uh, for example. Uh, spending situation. all your money all the time on festivals might ex affect your financial situation uh how you and like what i usually talk about is how you uh nurture your different rooms because if you dance if you only dance if that's your main hobby that's the only thing you want to do uh, you got go out dancing four or five times a week you might missing out on other things in life and we have to remember like relationships for example in my life and that i can feel like I know my first three uh -huh. years of dancing, I was crazy. I forgot about my like real friends a little bit because I choose Kisomba before them. And I know that. And I still do that sometimes. And um, I feel bad about it, but I learned to balance it now uh, mm. in another way. But like your other rooms, like your work, for example, it, does it affect your work that you're dancing so much? Does it affect your mm -hmm. ability to... Uh, start and nurture uh, relationships, uh, other relationships. Um, does it affect yeah, your family? Yeah, one thing that, that comes uh, to mind as well sleep is, and so um, on and so on, and your health and your body. If, <laughs> like, um, if you have these other rooms and you have these other things in life, and you're not getting the the nurturing feeling that you are needing that that you get from Kizomba. Does that mean it's an empty relationship or like, I guess it depends on how you measure the value of different relationships. Uh, sometimes, like you said before, like sometimes you don't get physical touch from your family and, and things like that, you know, so it can depend from time to time. 
But I feel like one thing that we wrote down in the notes is that maybe taking what you learn from Kizomba as far as touch, as far as quality time, as far as being present, if you're finding the value of what Kizomba can provide, maybe it can also be a good thing to now Mm -hmm. take that, what you've learned, and apply that to your other relationships in life, you know? Absolutely. I think we can learn a lot about uh, Kisumba, like as a dance and also as a community. For example, one other thing is that uh, we don't judge as much. I feel like you dance with someone and you might even know like their name, their age, what they work with. It's it's more like we meet on equal uh, basis, at least if we don't know each other. I mean, there are uh, obviously a lot of like status things in the dancing, of course. but. Um, and that thing you can, I feel like people get more open um, and they get used to, I mean, the dance scene is so diverse. We have all kinds of age, people from different countries. You have a network from like all over the world. You get a better understanding for people in general, I think, and more being more humble, maybe. Um, and yeah, I think you definitely can take that. Uh, being present with someone and uh, show more affection maybe uh, I feel pe- dancers are usually a little bit more tactile like they, they're a little bit more touchy than, than other people <laughs> and uh, I, I think it can be good like just just uh, feel like it's a natural thing to hug someone for example and not being afraid of that Um yeah, but but also what you said about okay, but what if uh, what is my dancing gives me more than a boyfriend or than uh, uh, meeting my friends at the restaurant? And uh, I think you have to allow yourself uh, that honeymoon with Kisumba. You have to go all in. You have to experience it. You have to like indulge in dancing and uh, allow yourself to skip other things. But then you actually have to come back because. Kisumba might not be forever. For and sure. My concern with it, it is that it's um, it's a context with a culture that might conflict with your own values sometimes. And it's not necessarily people you have chosen to be with. Like it's not people who share your same values necessarily. Uh, it's we're there because we love dancing and it has its own uh, values and rules that sometimes affect you more than you think uh, for example uh, yeah I, I think it sometimes can be a little bit like sexist so as a woman I can feel like uh, I don't get the same space that I get in my in my private life or as a professional person yeah that makes and, sense in the Kisumba scene I'm, I'm treated differently as a woman so and those things are dangerous to uh, to be in for, for like uh, t- too long you have to keep your mind fresh like okay this is the kisumba scene these are the rules you can play by the rules or you can you can challenge the rules but just be aware that this is a context where uh yeah we're here to dance and um, this is not my uh, you have other qualities in yourself you have uh, you might have jobs you have other friends you have other thoughts other perspectives like i think it's important to um to keep that at least it has been for me mm-hmm And I think it's really important here that we're on the podcast because we're going to have a lot of people here listening from a lot of different contexts and histories and things like that. Like you have to determine what is enough for you. You have to determine what is in excess for you. You have to determine Mm -hmm. your own financial situation and things like that. So 
Um, I don't want this to come off as us telling you what you should or shouldn't do, uh, but just provide you with some tools of perspective that you can use to apply to your own life and make sure that you are not just completely wrapped up in Kizomba and you're completely disregarding your financial situation or you end up losing your job or you you end up... Or losing your values. Or losing your your values and things like that, you know? Um, Because I feel like... Be yourself. It's important. So, like, we talk about these these excess things, like where if it's an mm-hmm. excess, quote unquote, and then you have to determine what is considered an excess in your mm-hmm. life. And then it's like taking things too far. And then you have like what happens if you're like having suicidal thoughts and you've gone to Kizomba and that's been helping you stay sane and feel like you're seen in the world. Then that is a good situation, you know, versus like if you're taking it too far and you're like spending too much money and you lose your job or you get into debt because of it or something like that, you know, like there's different context of it. Like, are you in like a survival mode uh, and you're just looking for something to hold on to because you need some meaning in your life or are things okay? And you just like keep spending it. Do you have kids and you're not seeing your kids anymore because you're going to all these festivals? Like, of course you have to have that balance, you know? And like I said, Mm -hmm. everybody's life is different. Everybody's walking through and have their own struggles and things like that. But I think it's just important to like self-assess yourself at different times and just make sure that you're not out out of balance in certain things in your other relationships and and areas in life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can have you can get some kind of reality check from your uh, your friends and family. Like just if you notice that they are disappointed in you because you don't spend time with them, you don't prioritize them. Uh, or that you're changing as a person in any kind of way. Maybe you should just listen to that a little bit and like reflect upon it. But on the other hand, like you say, Kizomba has saved so many people. Uh, they might come from uh, uh, difficult backgrounds. They uh, they were in a lot of troubles. They were addicts. Maybe I, we hear a lot of different stories. And I have to say, like the Kizomba world is quite. I mean, it's a good world to be um, uh, like a little bit addicted to, to find like your, your, your new ways there. But, um, but always uh, be aware and reflect and meditate and like all that, that you should always do, you know, and uh, don't lose track. And uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you have to feel it for yourself, of course. But I, I think it's also, of course, we don't want to put any like, uh, negative uh, aspects uh, just to do it. It's, it's not like, of course, if you love Kizomba or any dance, uh, enjoy it. And it might have an end. So, of course, enjoy it while you still have it. It's like a love story, for, at least for me. I thought it would get over like after three years or something. I'm still in love with Kizomba. And uh, that's something we should be grateful for. But, but I think the problem is a little bit like our surroundings might not people in our surrounding might not understand exactly how it can be so much fun you know like wow and yeah that's the hardest part uh, to explain (laughs) i think but now we have explained quite well here (laughs) yes awesome 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 uh do you have any Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think this balance is important because I've experienced, like personally, I've experienced uh, it being a little bit excessive. Um, 
and um, I think it's also important that even if the Kisumba scene has certain uh, rules or structures, it's important that we bring uh, bring in our own energy and our own values and believe that we can make it uh, a great world to be in and to spend a lot of time in. Um, that we don't feel like we are slaves under something like, oh, it's Kisumba, so I have to dress like this, or I have to act like that as a woman to be able to get a dance, or uh, I have to treat this instructor like this because he's an instructor. Like, be yourself, respect yourself, and respect others. I think that's uh, that's the most important. And when it comes to addiction or, like, yeah, trying to focus on... On uh, on what you love, if it feels right, go for it. Mm-hmm. But just just be mindful with your other rooms and don't forget them. Um, I hear sometimes, or not sometimes, I heard that, <laughs> like this theory about how men versus women think, uh, because often when you talk about relationships, uh, women tend to see, uh, like filter the relationships or the guy through everything. Uh, whereas men have more different rooms for everything. Like if they are at the gym, they're at the gym. They exactly. might text you. If they're dancing, they're dancing. They have different rooms for different things. And the girl or boy is in one room, and, and uh, women tend to like see the relationship first and take that first, choose that first. And I think it's a little bit like this. Like don't put your dance dance first necessarily all the time but try to see your different rooms as as equal and that you also take time to spend time uh, within the rooms uh, excluding everything else and don't go out to a hip-hop club with your colleagues thinking about oh i wish i was dancing so much that like no like enjoy it like embrace it and see what you find there and when you're with your family um enjoy that and and listen to them and like forget about dancing for a while it's not the whole world it's not the real world it's not the whole real world at least for sure i think it's important well anna thank you so much for sharing your insights and being on the podcast with me i'm glad that we were able to find some time to do this and i think this is going to help a lot of people to hear and hopefully um give them some insight on navigating their own lives and their own uh, love for Kizomba and then just how that relates to everything else that they have going on in their lives, you know? Yeah, great. Thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. It tourne, tourne dans ma tête, les images du long métrage, où tu es belle et moi la bête, et la belle n'est jamais sage. Quand tu diras que c'est ma faute, que je n'ai jamais su t'aimer. Diable, toi et tes apôtres Je m'en vais Je m'en vais Et ce qui perle sur mon front Goutte de pluie, goutte de froid 